0: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, the betting finalized card of the British Open. Weather update, DraftKings ownership, I guess, update, and maybe some wave sacks as we talk about the weather, plus all of your questions. Before I get into the giveaway winners and the new giveaways and everything like that, I want to bring in Reed Fowler. I'm giving you the floor for one minute off the top from DK Live. Tell me what you're seeing about this British Open, because no one's heard from you yet this week.
1: I think if you look at the temperate or whether that's not going to be as inclement as we've seen in the past, then it probably ranges from that like 16 to 18 under number. That brings in a lot more guys. Um, If we get that five or seven minus minus five or seven or minus five minus eight number I think then like a Kevin Kisner starts to become someone I'm looking at as well But when you just look at all the content that's out there, There's a lot of good information that obviously you guys are putting out um, at the PME When you just look at all the trends right the older golfers being uh, being the ones that were touting I also think there's some young guns out there uh, that could that could potentially show up especially on the euro side so Got a couple of those uh, at the slate at the beginning um, come Thursday. But I think a lot has to be said, too, about saving some of of your cash or saving some of your bankroll to see how this plays out on Thursday. Because I think when you look at the weather Monday, Tuesday, and then on Wednesday, it's changed drastically. So I think there's a lot to be said to that as well.
0: All right, so let's get into the giveaway winners. The winner of the annual membership to FantasyNational.com is... Blay, he's already been contacted. So hey, congratulations to you, Blay. Thank you everyone for sharing everything around. Now the big time, the thousand dollars in giveaways for DraftKings dollars. And hey, your account should already have been credited for all of this money. The winners of 20 DK bucks, we have Nate Knox, J Moore 123, Smoking Guns40, Warm Burner 660, RP Hayes 05, Meth X-Man. 2004 willie 24 mc ketter 7 billy mack 14 stew bear 21 agt 123 free Dro- drop billy and the muckle shuffle all winners of 20 dk dollars the winners of 50 dk dollars adam brown 2102 big bruza d kaufman 61 hopefully no relation to a kaufman <laughs> 59 however old adam kaufman is m scorpio those are the winners of 50 DK dollars. The winners of 100 DK dollars. Luron, Scott, Thunder, and Jack B one, and the big winner of 250 DraftKings dollars in your account right now. It is M Grills, twenty one. So those are your winners. Congratulations. If you want to get into a draw this time around for next week, obviously, uh, there are three ways to do so. You smash the like button for the video, leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section, and you know, tell me who, again, who you think is going to be the best pick from beyond 50 to 1. No favorites on here. From beyond 50 to 1 in the betting market, the best chance to win this week. If you leave an iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify review, five stars for the Pat Mayo experience, DraftKings handle, something nice about the show, boom, you're in that draw too. Plus, if you go to my Instagram page, any golf related content or football-related content, I suppose. It's all going to end up being the same draw that goes up there. Follow my Instagram account at the PME. And just leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section. Give it a quick heart, too, while you're at it. Got to have that engagement. The Cut Sweat Show live with Jeff Feinberg and friends will be on Friday. We're thinking around noon Eastern time, but we'll figure it out on Thursday, and I'll post it on Twitter when we're actually going to go live. So if you got some time to kill at work on Friday and you can't watch the golf or you're watching the golf like a loser alone, you can come hang with your friends, me, Jeff, and <laughs> our friends. It'll just be like kicking back. We'll have some live bets. We'll have some showdown talk. All of that fun stuff will be available. Let's get in. Actually, Reed, I want to hear from you right now. Who are you betting for the British Open?
1: Yep, I got. Uh, so when you talk about that fifty and over, I think I think I got Paul Casey on, on sportsbook right now at fifty. I think he's at fifty or fifty-five to one. I really like that number. Webb Simpson uh, is another guy at sixty-six to one that I like, getting the each way there. And then I don't know why I'm doing this, but you see him a lot on the links courses. How Tong Lee at one twenty-five to one. Um, Webb and then How Tong, I got the each ways, but I mean. Ricky is always is a bet that I'm, I'm willing to burn money on the same way you're with like Luke List and these guys and Benny Ann. but those are my long shots and then Ricky up, up top there and then if you can get DJ whatever number that you're seeing like, like double digit number I think that's a good value spot as well.
0: All right, well, I didn't go with many of those guys whatsoever. <laughs> uh, my outright winner, I took Stenson at 30. I should have hit it like three weeks ago, but I didn't. No. So I'm going with Henrik Stenson. I got Justin Thomas at 40 to 1. I got Rafa cabrera Bayo at 70 to 1 with a top eight each way. And Mark Leishman at 70 to 1 with a top eight each way. Those are going to be my four plays not going near the top of the board i'm gonna see how this plays out uh i actually invested my money in a whole bunch of to make and to miss the cut parlays this week just because i thought it was going to be more fun and that way i can bet like you know five bucks instead of betting like a hundred bucks on everything because i've just been losing so much i actually want to have money left over in my bankroll after the fact i did play some other stuff two bombs i got danny willett at 125 to one with the top eight each way and jazz the sexy jazz man 300 to one with the top eight each way and of course i'm playing list and see woo at 300 to one as well because i always do Top 20s, I got Benny Ann at 71, Jazz at 9-1, Chan Kim at 16-1, and me, Mike Lorenzo Vera at 12-1. to 1. On the Corn Fairy Tour, I got Johnny Oda at 75-1 to 1, with a top five each way. The exact finish, I don't know why I played this, but when I looked, I was like, I don't remember betting on this, but I did. I have Adam Scott directly over Henrik Stenson at 850-1, to 1, so I'm good if that comes through. Uh, a country parlay, Connors top Canadian, Oleson top Dane, Lorenzo Vera top French, Plays 11.5 to 1 uh, in the first round leaders, uh, all starting at 125 to 1 and beyond. Up the list, you got Ann, Jazz, Lorenzo, Vera, and Grio at 125, List at 150, Pavon at 175, Connors, Chan, Kim, Kang, and L- Xander Lombard at 200 to 1, and Callum Shinkwin at 250. All of those played with the top five each ways uh my one and done is adam scott feinbergs is matt kucha and cuss is mark leishman tailing cuss here maybe he's got some some good mojo would you ever tail cuss on a bet because i made this before i, I knew cuss to pick mark leishman
1: i mean he, in the big tournaments he's been right <laughs> if you're if you're looking at like the john deere the 3m then no but in these bigger majors i mean he's called some guys so i don't think that's a bad tail right there
0: all right so let's talk about the weather do you have the uh the the port rush wind finder open right now i do yes i do so it keeps looking it keeps changing it keeps changing all the time like every three hours it kind of changes amanda rose at amanda golf 59 on twitter is out there right now taking videos live from the course and it's like a hurricane going on it's like freezing and then it stops raining and it's not so cold then it's just super gusty so i talked about micro stacking and the other shows that people want to check that out but I think, honestly, we're not going to be able to predict the wind. T-stacking will theoretically work because it puts you in a good position to get lucky, but I don't know. Tomorrow looks pretty even, looks kind of gusty. Friday looks like, and Saturday looks kind of calm, and Sunday just looks like an absolute disaster. Right now, yesterday, it looked like Friday was, like, unplayable, and so was Saturday, and Sunday was calm. So I think the best you can do is just kind of hope for the weather being accurate up to the minute on Thursday and just roll with that.
1: Yeah, and that's why I think it's important, especially in this tournament, that we always see at the British, right? Is that the weather can change, especially at this course when it's on a coast, um, at a moment's notice. And if you just follow any of the, the main media channels, or just even here, um, you'll see that you know we're, we're routinely checking the weather. And you're like you're mentioning Thursday, yeah, it looks like there's more wind towards the afternoon uh, wave. But even then, when you look at just in terms of getting an advantage. Friday is pretty, is pretty pedestrian. So it's not necessarily for those you know those to make the cup parlays. That might be a little bit uh, hard to decipher. I think, and that's why I think it's important to save some bullets and to really uh, dial it back. I know you just rattled off a huge card there, and that's exciting. And you know more power to you if you, if you get all those. But I'm looking at Showdown a lot more than entering the max, um, like the melee, for instance. I'd rather scale it back a little bit just because that weather can change, and you just don't know.
0: Yeah, following the weather report, especially with lineup lock being at 1.35 a.m. Eastern Time, you're going to have a huge advantage if you just stay up and you can track that day's weather, especially in showdown or even head-to-heads if you can get an early guy versus a later guy. I mean, the two balls and the three balls, that's not going to work out because those guys are paired together. But I think that's an interesting strategy. I mean, I did reel off a lot of stuff, but... I didn't hit the top of the board, so I actually, like, as opposed to like my weekly bankroll, I actually spent, I mean, with the make-the-cut parlays, it made up for it. I made like 10 of them. There's actually in, if you hit the comment section to this video right now, or just check out my Instagram, my Twitter, or my Facebook, uh, those to make and to miss the cut parlays. There's even some combos up there, too. I just had more I fi- I woke up really early with the baby, so I was like, yeah, I got like two hours to kill. Let's make some parlays. So that's what I get up to in the mornings with my kid's in the Jolly Jumper. So I, I do have some bullets to fire because I stayed away from anyone below 30 to 1 and I only played four guys from that 100 to 1 below range that it didn't eat up as much as my bankroll as I normally do so I'm excited to see how that plays out the problem is we're not going to have a whole lot of strokes gain data it's going to take a big eye test to see which players are playing well and even if people look at something like putts per green that might not be completely indicative because you're like oh this guy is you know he's putting so hot he's averaging 1.1 putts per green but he he just might be missing every green in regulation he chips to two feet and makes the putt every single time like those stats are super hard to decipher and we don't have strokes gain data oh every, as a note for everyone you should be using the open.com and download the open app if you plan on tracking this in real time remember how horrible like trying to track on pga is for these majors
1: <laughs> yeah it's the worst uh, and you mentioned it in some of your talks this week and I, the guy's name is, is um i can't remember it right now but you're saying you know the, the technology has yet to catch up with the pga tour and you know to the credit of what uh, your guest was talking about I think earlier or late last week excuse me it was like hey look this is an older demographic so they're not they're not using the apps right they're, they're not using they're not even using the website it's probably just watching and probably not playing DFS but absolutely download the app follow through because when you look at Shot Tracker and you look at any of these other ones it's terrible
0: all right so let's jump into we'll jump into the YouTube chat first uh, let's see Jesse says, five players in the field finishing in the top 18. Like, I, I don't care. That's not a fucking question. You're banned for life. That's not a good start to this chat. If you're not asking a question, I'm going to throw this out here right now, and you have some stupid fucking commentary that I don't care about, no one else cares about, you're banned for life, and I don't give a fuck. Next one. Does it make uh. sense? Let's see. Kisner, is he a sneaky GPP play? Plays well in the win has gotten progressively better each of the British Opens. You like Kevin Kisner, right? Uh, he's not on my radar. I didn't like the way that his overall game looked at the Scottish last week, but he's a guy no one's going to be using.
1: Yeah, I mean, he kind of falls in that like Patrick Reed who doesn't really – I mean, his, his the last 12 rounds is actually not too bad, Patrick Reed is. Um, even Kevin Kisner, he kind of falls in that category, right? Of these guys who kind of get up for the majors. If we think and that, and that's why I think it's so important to reiterate. Like, if, if the weather is looking like it's going to change, Kevin Kisner is a guy that right now, if I'm looking at just building uh, 20 lineups or so, uh, Kevin Kisner is going to make two of those lineups because if I look at that range, like how tong is the only other guy that I like, and then going down to that 6K range, um, are, are more guys that I'd rather put some more stake in. So Kevin Kisner at 7,300 is not a bad play for me at all.
0: All right, next one. Let's see here. Jack says, Paul Waring, a potential GPP guy at 6.6K, top 10 here in 2012 and playing great golf. Didn't play such great golf when I rostered him at the Scottish last week. He got MDF'd. That was no fun. I think that was him. It Was him or Forrest? No, I can't remember. I think it was Waring. No for me. I like Jazz at 6,600 if I'm going to a guy. Yeah, the
1: guy at 6600 that I like is Romain Langasque, and I butchered his his name. He's uh, French, so I might leave that to you to pronounce his name. Oh, guy oh, you
0: mean my main man, Romain Langasque? There we go. That's <laughs> how you say it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I um, yeah, If the wind comes, I just put my cigarette up and look at the smoke and see which way it goes, and then you cannot touch me because I am French. I am the greatest of all time, and I do not care what any of you think out there, huh? So that would be a guy not to take. Mike Mike Lorenzo Vera is the Frenchman to take.
1: Yeah, I mean like Frenchman and the uh the British might not be a good play, but hey look he's he's playing really good. I mean, he he hit I think eight like close to 90% of fairways last week or the week before. Um he plays links courses, I think in the last five tournaments he's got two top 3s. 2015 amateur champion. So there's some stats behind that. Like he's got no experience at the British. So if you easily want to fade the guys that have never played here before, I I completely get it. But looking at the 6K range, like you're mentioning, there are some guys out there that not a lot of these casual golfers are going to or casual players at DFS are going to look at. And Romain or Roman, whatever, however you pronounce it, um, he's the guy that I
0: like uh what are wallace's and casey's ownership we got casey coming in anywhere from 11 and a half to 14 and percent wallace from 8 to 12 percent uh the hard projection has him at 9.3 right now but you, know, you give or take two on either side with some of these fringier guys but they're not unowned like louis is coming in at lower ownership than both of those guys so instead of taking either one of those two i ended up going to louis will you have any casey or any matt wallace
1: Uh, Casey, uh, I'll have some, but Matt Wallace, Matt Wallace is interesting. I think I played him here last year or not here, especially, but at this tournament last year and he was like in the 6k range. And so we know that he's playing extremely well. We've seen it. Obviously he's playing extremely well. That price tag is obviously, not going to have a lot of guys on him, but between those two, it's definitely going to be Casey for me.
0: Mike says you're alive after your heart attack on air at Tyler yesterday. I mean, (laughs) that was a lot of fun. People are putting that around, but Mike, you, you really broke the Cardinal rule. Uh, that's not a question. So you're banned for life. <laughs> we haven't done this in a while. I got to ban a bunch of people. Yeah. Favorite play at seventy one hundred dollars or lower. Hmm. It's probably jazz. I do like Ben Ann, but that's just stupid. But that's just me being an idiot. I'll say, I'll say the jazz man. Who's your favorite play below seventy one hundred?
1: Um, If it's not our our boy, Langask, um, uh, Charlie Hoffman. Charlie Hoffman putting like absolute hot garbage. He's someone at 6,700 that I'm looking at a lot in terms of leverage points.
0: Uh, Let's see. Rory and ZJ or Scott and Rose? I would go with Scott and Rose from that bunch over ZJ and Rory. Yeah, same here. Okay. Uh, In on Rack as a low-owned pivot, question mark? That's a weird way to construct a sentence, but uh, no, I'm not. Are you? No you say yup or no oh no i'm out i mean
1: he's he's ball striking but no way
0: yeah any worries about paul casey being paired with rory and the massive crowds i tend not to look at any of that stuff like do you worry about who guys are playing with or if there's a big crowd like i just think back to when sam burns beat tiger at at the honda classic in the final round it was just like oh yeah so he didn't care but it affects everyone else but sam burns is immune like (laughs) there's no way to quantify any of this stuff
1: no and then you saw like rory i think and jt really play bad i forget what tournament that was was, i think it was the same tournament sam burns played with them on the weekend but i don't worry about any of that stuff uh
0: which guy will win which 6k guy will win someone a million this week i reckon it's your main man romaine lettuce but like i said (laughs) jazz is probably my preferred play from down there but i am using shares of pavon Corey connors xander lombard my main man chan kim you in on chan kim or what
1: No, I'm not in on Chan Kim. Come on, give me a break. He's he's putting it well, right? He's putting it well. I think he's, you know, he's, what do you see, the min price?
0: He's (laughs) $6,100. Yeah.
1: I mean, look, if you're hammering like Brooks, DJ, and Rory, Chan Kim, he gives you a ton of of salary relief. But like I said, my main man, Romain Lettuce, down there. I mean, there's another, I think there's another guy that I wanted to get your pronunciation on, Herbert. Uh, Benjamin Herbert. I think he's another one that I like as well, Matt.
0: I it's, mean, I'm it. telling you, it's Mike Lorenzo Verre is the French man that I want to use. I don't want to use any of these other French. Imagine having two French in your lineup. That sounds like a disaster. <laughs> it sounds like your team might... It's like in Blackjack, if you get the option to surrender, that lineup might surrender.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. they might. They might stand on like 16 uh when the guy is showing two uh two tens but i don't know a 10 but look i mean like i said you, this tournament the, the cream rises to the the crowd at the top here and like you want to get these bullets if you're looking at outright bets i think when you look at dfs right you got to take some of these guys down here that that 7k range not as enticing as we've seen i think in past majors i think the 8k range is really where all the juice is but i like a lot of these guys in the 6k range uh
0: let's see day or decky i prefer jason day
1: Oh, uh, so, yeah, I got to go Jason Day. I think Decky is hitting it, but when you talk about short game, um, I do like Day better there.
0: Uh, let's see. What's your take on Furyk and GPP? Solid off the tee. Heard a podcast earlier this week with the caddy said, you can't spray it off the tee, and the guy has experience and having a decent year. I do think of all the old guys, he's probably your best bet. Uh, he didn't make my final roster cut, though.
1: Yeah, not for me. I mean, I'm obviously, if you've been watching this show, I'm terrible with predicting someone uh, someone's age. I don't know if Graham, is Grant McDowell considered an old guy?
0: I don't know how, I feel like Graham McDowell is only like 41. I, th- I think he might be like yeah. younger than Tiger. I don't know. I'm going to look that up for you, though. Yeah, but I mean, Furyk, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you look Gra- at this Graham, type of course, Graham McDowell is 39 years old.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I would consider Graham McDowell an old guy. So all the old ones, yes, it'd be Jim Furyk.
0: Okay. Who do you like better this week? Rafa Cabrera-Beo or Mark Leishman? I like Cabrera-Beo better.
1: Mm, I'll go Leishman there.
0: Okay. You like the, the, the wind machine of Mark Leishman?
1: Yeah, I do. I think in these in these big tournaments, he plays well.
0: Okay. Between Brooks's caddy scenario and his play at majors, if I have him available, is it crazy not to take him and save him for the playoffs? I don't know what that means. I assume that's one and done. If you have Brooks remaining, and, I mean, no one else has Brooks remaining, you might as well use Brooks. And if he wins, you... It's like not only do you get double like winnings because it's a major, you also basically get another double on top of that because I think every single other person has used Brooks by this point.
1: Yeah, exactly. The ones that maybe there's someone that forgot to use Brooks and just passed over him, but yeah, I, I think I used Brooks like in the third or fourth week that he was playing in the season. So yeah, use Brooks.
0: John Bruce asked, "I'm really liking Brennan Grace this week. Talk some sense into me I and mean, give your head a shake. One, call me crazy, you're nuts, and I'll be good with that. And go with him. Listen, then you're going with him. I, he has a very good open track record history, even when he hasn't been coming and playing well. But he's been a fucking nightmare so far this season. Like I just, he has no form to speak of. Like if he pops, he pops, but there's nothing pointing to it. Yeah, bad putting. I think
1: he's got two miscuts out of the three majors. I think in the Masters he finished like around 60, 60th place." Um, I, I just like, like you mentioned, there's other guys in that price range that I'd rather play. So I'm on
0: grace. Bryson DeChambeau ownership. I got him coming in around 9% right now, and it really pained me. I, I looked at Xander, and I was really big on Xander, and I started thinking to myself, well, Xander's going to come in with pretty elevated ownership, um, and right now I have him projected around 13 to 16%. Then I looked at the other guys around him, like Bryson coming in uh, in single digits, Fowler coming in right around 10%, Molinari coming in at like 6%, uh, and Tommy Fleetwood coming around the same as the Bryson... Uh, percentage-wise, around 9%. So I had a decision to make. Did I want to play, allocate like 40% of my shares towards Xander or even 25% and be overweight on the field or divvy up whatever shares I would have on Xander and play half on Molinari and half on either, let's see here, who was I talking about? Bryson or Tommy Fleetwood. And I decided on Fleetwood over Bryson as a head-to-head uh, that way. But... i'm not really out on bryson he just didn't make my cut i did play a i entered the mini max i I ended up building 150 lineups and playing it i'm very excited for that i had my play for 150 lineups my player pool was 25 players so if i hit i'm gonna be looking good
1: (laughs) well you you tweeted that out that you had like chan kim at what like 15 how many lineups did you have him in
0: uh total i actually think i ended up with him in like 19 lineups
1: yeah yeah exactly no that's fun i mean I mean, so there's two parts for me. Yeah, if you're playing these max lineups, and uh, DraftKings has done a really good job on setting this up to where these big major tournaments, they give you a lot of uh, lateral movement in terms of what type of uh, competition you want to play. So check that out. But when you're looking at that, it's interesting, right? Because Fleetwood usually comes in, especially at the British, um, as someone that's talked about, but just hasn't really been talked about. So the guy that we potentially wouldn't have been speaking about, Bryson, has some really good form, right? He had the eagled, what was that, the tournament that he eagled and he, to get into the playoff. Like, he's just great form, but a lot of people are going to look at that and say, yeah, he's, he's he's popping right now. So I do like that call. I'm going to be a little bit more on Bryson because of that form over Tommy, but but those are two good uh, good plays there.
0: Uh, what's your take on Burn Viesberger? I like burn Wiesberger. Uh, he does not have a great open track record, but he did make my player pool, so I'm, I'm using some – I'm feeling the burn. read.
1: <laughs> i'm not playing any burn i think there people are going to look at recent form which again he won right so but not for me
0: uh next one let's go to facebook for this one let's see joaquin neiman yay or nay nay for me
1: Nay. the pricing came out before um so that's why he's at such a, a cheap price he's going to be a, a highly owned in the 6k range so for that i'm out
0: Ah, Stenson, Scott, Decky, and Kucher all above 20%. I will tell you, the top five right now, I'll have this up on DK Playbook a little bit later on as well. It's actually in my uh, DraftKings cheat sheet column right now with the top, like, six or seven players in terms of ownership. But the ones that I have projected right now over 20, the only two, Scott and Stenson, are the only two. Now, the fact that I've bet Stenson to win has me reevaluating this entire thing that I really should have taken Justin Rose, because I always say that Rose and Stenson play well at the same time. I just feel stupid on my part now.
1: Yeah, and this is what I talked about in the sweat a couple nights ago. I mean, Justin Rose, even though he's complaining about how condensed the major schedule is, I mean, this guy's playing pretty well. Granted, like, and I think a lot of it, too, is the caddy that he had, Fooch. I mean, he was was with them for, what, like 10 or 15 years or 11 years? And then all of a sudden he had to step away because of medical reasons. That's going to take some time. It's going to take some time to get used to someone else. Doesn't mean he's not a constant professional. This guy was clearly one of the best golfers, you know, of the last 12 months. I think he's ranked at number four right now and he's going under the radar. So I, I really like Justin Rovers as, as a good leverage spot. I think he's coming in at around 15 to 16%. People are, I think, coming around to that. So... But I like it. I like him at, at whatever, whatever ownership that we're getting in that.
0: Yeah, I have him. Yeah, like right now, 15, 16%. He's actually the seventh highest projected owned player right now. Yeah. Top five in overall percentage owned I have right now. It seems to be like leveling out. It doesn't seem like we're going to have. And I mean, we're probably going to end up having a guy at like 26, 27, 28% in the Millionaire Maker because everyone's just going to decide, hey, that's the guy for me, and they're going to go with it. Uh, but it's hard to project to. It could be like one of five people right now because everyone's kind of in the same price range. But it's Scott stenson Kucher, rory cantlay i mean four of those guys are within 400 dollars of each other so one of those guys is going to be a lot lower owned than we think and one of those guys is going to be a lot higher owned than i think if you had to guess i think scott's going to be the highest owned
1: i think it's going to be stenson Uh, i think a lot of people are are talking him up his his links um, just just his style of play and his history on the links uh, I, I just honestly think it's going to be Stenson.
0: Okay. How do you guys feel about Adam Scott? Good chalk, bad chalk rates up pretty good. He's an old man and he's playing well. I'm in, I'm using Adam Scott. I, I don't care about the chalk. I've found different ways to differentiate my lineup that I can absorb some chalk with Adam Scott.
1: Yeah, he's playing amazing and around the green. I, mean, I think he's number one, right? Over the last 24 rounds or close to it. Um, he, he's just playing fantastic golf. I mean, he's, he's sort of bred for this and you kind of, Look at these Australian golfers. And that's why Mark Leishman, I think, and you're just doing your research. It, it, it translates a little bit over to links courses. That's We look like him on a little bit harder courses uh, come the PGA season. But, yeah, he's playing absolutely amazing. The chalk shouldn't worry you about that. No one's going to be playing Jordan Spieth. So you look at that ownership, it's all going to gravitate towards the Scots, the Kuchers, but at 8800 that's a great
0: price. Uh, would you play Patrick Cantlay or Matt Kuchar this week? I would play Matt Kuchar.
1: Yeah, same here. I think Cantley is going to be – I think Cantley has, He's going to be runner-up as one of the higher-owned guys.
0: All right. Uh, what top player do you think is most likely to miss the cut? This pains me to say it, but I think it's Tiger.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I mean, he's got the favorable tee draw for him. You know, it's, it's going to be in the afternoon, so it's going to be a little warmer. But I just think when you look at him, he just looks exhausted. Too, even though he's only played <laughs> a few tournaments over the last few months, he just he looks tired.
0: Uh, so is tiger a play or a fade this week i i'm fading tiger this week now last time i did this was at the masters and he won so maybe this is just the motivation he needs in order to win again
1: yeah and john Rahm is interesting too i, I a great links player but i mean at these majors it's it's really tough to put my finger on john Rahm. i think he might be someone too that might teeter in that cut line
0: what are your thoughts on sabatini this week no one is talking him up I mean, he is a Euro now, so maybe that really goes to to help his his Slovakian blood will help him come through at a European major. But I I, I think there are just better plays than Rory Sabatini, to tell you the truth.
1: Yeah, 2011 was the last time he played at the Open. Uh, I like Rory. You know I like Sabs, but not here
0: uh any thoughts on andy sullivan as a good play at 7k uh he came up on the DraftKings show i believe it was raza who likes andy sullivan a little bit again i'm going with ben and i'm going with lorenzo vera uh, in that range for me so he did not make my final cut
1: no, no love for your boy adam hadwin no <laughs> just kidding yeah no <laughs> benny on right benny right there so i'd rather go with him
0: do you think that sergio makes the cut i do actually Sergio's a real like I, I don't I, I'm absolutely gutless I'm a coward so I'm not playing Sergio but you really should be like he's coming in at, like five percent owned no one wants to play him like he did play well I mean at basically his tournament uh, at Valderrama but he played like okay at the US Open as well it looks like he's he, he broke the skid of like six straight major cuts uh, being missed after he won the Masters so he made the cut at the US Open and just historically plays fantastically at the British Open.
1: Yeah, in my mixed model, which looks at last thirty-six rounds in wind, extremely windy conditions, uh, he comes out fourth in that model for me. So when you talk about scrambling, shows game par four and par five, tee to green, all of that. The putt, I like the putts within five to ten or like that five to fifteen feet. I think are really going to matter this week, especially if we get that wind up. The undulations on the green, he comes in at number seven over the last thirty-six rounds, and so I really like Sergio as that pivot spot in that price tag at seventy-eight hundred. I mean, we usually see Sergio a little bit more expensive than this, um, and so I really like him as a nice pivot play. Now,
0: let's see. EVR or Grio. If it's that close for you, because I'm playing both these guys, so I can't be super objective on this. I like them both. But if you're just trying to look for a tiebreaker between these two, you can scout out tea times and see who ends up with the more favorable draw at, like, midnight tonight. That's one way to do it, or just think that EVR is going to come in with like twelve to thirteen percent ownership, and Griot is going to be like four or five. So, does EVR have a three times better chance of beating Griot this week? The answer is no to that. So, you probably go with Griot.
1: Yeah, same. I I think when you look at the stats, if anyone's looking at fantasy national, EVR ranks out nicely. I think he showed. I think the first two rounds, right at the U.S. Open, the or the PGA, one of those majors uh, recently, that he showed uh, really good form, but just on the weekend didn't show up. Um, I I would go Griot. Over that, because I think a lot of people are going to be looking at those stats and gravitating towards EBR.
0: This is such an odd question. Hey, Pat, do you think the final round of the Genesis Open is a fair comparison to wind we are expecting? If so, guys like JT and Scott fell apart. Well, guys like DJ, Cantley, Xander, and Leishman all excelled. So it was a bunch of guys who were like out of it versus guys that were in the lead. And that was also the tournament where they had to play like, 36 holes on one day and like, people had to wake up at like 4 a.m. to go out. And that's one round. I would never compare an entire tournament of how things are going to play to one round of anything. So no, is the answer to that question.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, kudos to doing the research of looking at those conditions on that last round and seeing what, if there is any correlation that can cause us to have some luck. but I mean, that's going to be tough, right? This hasn't been played since 1951. It's just, you got to take it. I think the better approach is to take it day by day. If you want to play showdown, if you want to get some leverage points on that, that's going to be my uh, my take on it, but, I mean, trying to predict one round over four is tough.
0: Uh, I will have my, I think we'll do some showdown talk during the live Cut Sweat Show on Friday. Smash the like button, people. goes a long way to helping, helping us come at you live here on the internet for the freeze, not premium. But if you're looking for actual like day-by-day showdown and head-to-head betting content, uh, gupscorner.com is going to be handling all of that this week and you get yourself 15% off if you use the promo code mayo at gupscorner.com so I suggest everyone go do that right now it's excellent content I check it out they have live chats I jump in there from time to time it's just it's a great community and you should really become a part of it I mean that's after you become a member at FantasyNational.com, obviously but hey why not get both pair the stats with the advice I mean I like to do the stats research myself but sometimes it's nice to see people who are better at this than me actually have their takes and I can read about those Uh, would you go Rory Bryson or DJ Rose i'd go dj rose
1: yeah same here dj rose
0: okay how would you guys rank evr sullivan and weisberger i'd go evr weisberger sullivan
1: evr weisberger sullivan yeah i'll do the same
0: all right perfect uh day or Hideki? where he answered that one we both went jason day what is how tongs projected ownership i don't know let's see
1: I think it's five percent maybe
0: how Tong, yeah exactly on the number five percent so he'll be like within a percentage point of that
1: which i like i mean like i said this guy always shows up maybe like if you don't want to go like full boat 125 to one maybe get him at a, a first round leader i think he's going out he's got the am pm stack I mean, we always see him at these tournaments pop up and so if you if you don't trust him over four rounds maybe look just look at that first round leader mark
0: uh dane says is it, a, is it a bad idea to take two players under 7k i mean only if it doesn't work out if it works out it's a fantastic <laughs> idea i have a bunch <laughs> of lineups with two guys in the 6000s because i'm going yolo this week reed i nice. just decided here are my like 18 guys that i like i'm gonna build why well, I, I extended it when i built the 150 but just like here's where i'm going with if i have a lineup that has chan kim and the jazz man in it just look at the top of that lineup it's fucking fantastic <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. And like the, the the bigger picture is, man, play the guys that you like. If That's part of the fun, right? You can listen to us and you always say it, like, listen to us and then disagree and, and pick the guys that you really like. I mean, if you just like the names like the jazz man and Chan Kim, so so be it. But, you know, there's some research behind what we're doing. You can use that to leverage yourself against the guys that you want to play against. But yeah, I, like I said, there's there's a ton of guys that have no experience at this tournament that I really like. And you're going to live or die by the sword. Do it.
0: I mean, it's not just the fun names that I like. I really need to pronounce I need to figure out how to pronounce Jazz's last name properly. Instead of just calling him the sexy jazz man. But he actually has some form coming in here. We all remember from the PGA Championship when he melted a bit on Sunday. But he was still 14th at that. He was at the Asian and Euro Tour combo the week before that. He was T19 at the China Open. Then T25, T5, T3, win T3, T26. Like, guy is playing really well coming in. And he did play in the Open. He missed the cut last year, but did get some experience. I do like that, too. And Chan Kim, Mr. America, just playing over on the Japanese and Korean Tours. He missed the cut at the U.S. Open. That wasn't great, but he had been a much better links player. So here's this form coming in: T8 miscut, second, third miscut, third twenty second. It's not bad at all, and he had a T11 at the British Open two years ago.
1: Yeah, no, I'm like, what I'm saying is like, choose what you want to, you know, go all in on, and it's not necessarily just the the names that, you know, my girlfriend she picks maybe fantasy football just based off like the mascots, for instance. She actually knows more than I do in fantasy football, so follow her. But like for like when you look at that this range, right? We're looking at narratives, or we're looking at stats to build uh, some logic or a story behind. These guys that are in the 6K range, they're not the best, right? They're they're clearly not what? the best. They're, they're not the best. I know that's gonna be foreign to some people, but like look, like I said, like Romaine Langask, he's got what, I think like 60% or 40% top five finishes over his 16 rounds. You know, he's coming in top 10. I think he's like one of the top five on the Euro tour. These guys are playing well. So there are some statistics behind some of these picks. And yeah, the jazz man, he's hes, he's a good one.
0: All right. Thoughts on Matt Wallace. Do you think he will be low on? We've already gone over Matt Wallace. So you can rewind for that one. That's from Vincent Chase from Entourage. Cool. Oh. Any love for Adam Hadwin? Not for me. I like Corey Connors better.
1: Yeah, no love for Hadwin.
0: Okay, Uh, is Ricky a good play regardless of his recent form? Ricky's a fine play. He's in that Bryson bucket with me. He just didn't make my final cut, but there's so many guys. I think all of those guys basically in the 9K range are really, really good low-owned plays, but again, you can't just take all of them. You have to pick and choose, and I just never play Ricky, so I didn't play Ricky.
1: Yeah, I like Ricky this week um, as a nice pivot play. Like you mentioned, I think all those guys are going to be fairly owned. You're you're not going to see him too low-owned because, again, it's Ricky, so I like him
0: all right weisberger or neiman i like weisberger better
1: uh i'll go neiman there
0: okay what are your thoughts about evr we both like him that's where we landed on that one yep okay uh what's the ownership percentage on tony Finau going to be not mm. not high is the answer yeah let's see although i was just on serious uh with the pga guys and they both like tony finow a lot Although the form is disastrous coming in, I got him at 6.5%. So not yeah. a ton on Tony. Maybe a decent leverage play, but in that range, although I'm not playing either of them, if I had to pivot, I think I'd take Sergio.
1: Yeah. I mean, Tony, if you just look at what this course calls for, I just, it, it, it doesn't really necessarily fit Tony's game. I don't think, right? It's, it's obviously a thesis that we have to wait to see what happens. But like you mentioned, Sergio Garcia is there. Even down the 76, I like Webb Simpson a lot more than Tony Fina, just because if you just look at his fairways gained over the last 24 rounds, he's close to dead last in the field, and I think that's going to matter. I don't think you necessarily have to hit it straight down the fairway. That's clearly going to give you an advantage, but you get it wayward off the tee, and like like you mentioned, Amanda looking at some of those places, it's not just rough. There's also OB pretty close to that high stuff, so that scares me a lot about Tony.
0: Better win equity, Rory and cabrera Bayo or Xander and Cooch? I think it's Rory and cabrera Bayo.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because of Rory, I mean, Rory like, has a really good chance of winning this. Like,
0: like, honestly, like, Rory alone, just based on actual, like, win equity and metrics, probably has a better win equity than those three players combined.
1: Yeah, and it's not just, like, he shot the course record. I mean, He is playing lights out this year. I mean, Tita Green, he, like from, like, first to second, Rick Gaiman, go over and watch his stuff on the on YouTube, on, the, on this channel. I mean, he mentioned, like, the discrepancy between first, him being first and second on Tita Green is the same as, like, second to 16. I mean, this guy is playing absolutely out of his mind. So just based on, like you mentioned, just based on having Rory in the win equity category, it's going to be him.
0: Pat, what do you have for ownership on Adam Scott and Matt Kuchar? I have one at 21.5% right now and one at 19.5%. Both fall inside the top five of highest-owned players. If one of the top-tier DK golfers does not top three, do you think they can pay off that salary? It seems like win or bust with McIlroy, which is spelled wrong, why would you think that McIlroy spelled with an E and not an I? That's dumb, Mike. Dustin Johnson or Brooks Koepka? Um, that all depends. I mean, on paper, yes. If they don't come inside the top three, what you have to spend on them, because they're your biggest win equity guys, that you would need to be absolutely correct with the rest of your lineup. But it's harder to do when you spend that so much salary on someone else. But we know that people are going to take these guys from the top five. So let's say Brooks, and this is where I'm hoping for, because Brooks is the only guy above 10K that I ended up playing, that... If Brooks comes, like, fourth, but those four other guys don't finish better than 55th, then having Brooks is going to be essential to winning because it's just going to be so hard, especially, like, if the—I wish I could say this more eloquently, but I can't because I'm kind of running a stream thought here. Like, if one of those guys finishes way better than everyone else, almost regardless of where they come, they're going to be so much more valuable relative to the others that they will end up paying off. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's not just like their finishing positions, right It's how they score I and mean, we would talk about it this is not the same but like a, a Phil Mickelson for instance, if you're just looking at game theory on DK I mean a, a guy who routinely makes a lot of birdies but also makes a lot of bogeys bogies can give you a, you know a score. So what you're saying right to, to your point, getting those guys not just finishing better, but if you can also double that up on the guy you think in that top range, who's going to be the lowest sell, like DJ is coming in at what, 12 to 13%. If you're in that camp that has DJ and he rates out and he starts scoring better than those other two, again, not rocket science, that's going to cash. That's going to give you cash. Even if it's at a minus seven or minus five finishing score, even if it's tough conditions, all three of these guys talking about Roy Brooks and DJ all ranked top 10 in birdies or better gained, right? So they can rattle off birdies. That's why they're, they're some of the best in the world. And so, yeah, finishing position, ownership, leverage, uh, the two things, obviously, that will get you to cash, and especially if they can score in your uh, in the format that you're playing.
0: Uh, how do you feel about the PGA axing the MDF rule for next year? I mean, they're dropping the cut line from top 70 in ties to top 65 in ties. Uh, so I actually do like that a little bit better. And this just sounds like the DraftKings lobby. And the people out there got to the PGA Tour. They were sick of having to sweat a secondary cut on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I mean it's nice. It's nice. Uh, it's going to be harder to get all six-year guys in, I think. But that gives us more leverage spots um, in these tournaments like Augusta, right, where it's uh, you know it's it's harder to get the six of six. But the regular tournaments, I I really like it. Um, I don't like like the sweat on Friday where you get your guy in and then you see come Saturday he's he's gone from an MDF. That sucks. So I, I personally like it.
0: Steve asks Xander and EVR or Scott and Finau. I would actually combine those together and just go Scott and EVR. That would be my preference. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'll do Scott and Finau of those two that were uh, given to us.
0: Do you like Billy Horschel? Yeah, I think he's a great guy. Uh, I'm not taking him this week, though. (laughs) No, no Billy for me. Sorry. Uh, Can you say Rom in that unique way that you do? John Rom is how I would say it. He needs some good vibes. Hopefully that works. I mean, hopefully it doesn't work because I didn't bet him or play him. Uh, Any love – oh, God, I wish I could say this guy's name properly because it would be the – Any love for Christian Bezunut at $6,500. That Valderrama win was super impressive. I think of like the sleepers that you can go to if you're looking below like 6600 take worldwide pedigree. Like the other thing about like when I, I keep bringing up jazz but like the guy's the 53rd ranked player in the world and he's $6,600. Like the rest of the guys that he's lumped with are like the 300th best player in the world. So I mean the last I mean I've done that before sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't. That's how I ended up in, with Kadira and winning all that money that time. I think this is a decent spot for my my boy CB. That's how I'm going to say it. I got <laughs> to ask Bearoff because I know Bearoff knows how to say it properly. But, yeah, if that's the way that you want to go, that's the way that you can definitely go. Like, I'm looking at this range right now. Like, you know, Ryan Palmer hasn't listed, missed any of his three starts at the, the cut at the U.S. or the British Open in the past five years. I thought that was odd. But, like, I would take Otagi above him. Uh, I would take Besengrut over, like, Glover <laughs> and Keith Mitchell and... And, and those type right. of guys. I just would. Like, if we're in Europe, I will take the Brits with all things being equal, or the Euros exactly. with all
1: things being equal. Exactly. Um, like you mentioned, Palmer maybe is the only one in this range that kind of sticks out other than the guys that you just mentioned. But, yeah, Christian, I believe, Bazudenhut. I'm butchering it completely, but he's, his number one uh, club, too, in the bag is a driver in some of the interviews that I watched with him. Um, really cool story. Guy's a stutter, and he's you know he's coming out and doing a lot of these interviews to really curb that um, and just become more comfortable with that uh, his public persona. So kudos to him. But he mentioned the best club in his bag is a driver, and if it's not like a aggregate stat like ball striking, I mean you're gonna need to hit your driver or off the tee game uh, in the fairway and the short stuff. So at that price tag, absolutely.
0: Uh, top fade in the upper tier would be Tiger for me. And who's going to be the lowest owned player above 10K? That answer is also Tiger. Uh, what are your thoughts on Chez Revy, Reed? I, I kind of like him. I didn't end up using him, but I do kind of like him.
1: Yeah, he was the last cut for me. Uh, maybe just because I liked, you know, having him as one of my touts for the U.S. Open. Yeah, I mean, he's playing well, playing really well. Obviously won uh first time in like a decade, but he's uh, he's not making my core. Uh,
0: Lucas Glover at $6,500. We'll miss the cut. How about that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Negative. I, Negative and Glover.
0: I actually have him on a bunch of buy two. I actually, I made a few like with, cause just putting Tiger onto a miss the cut parlay just juices it so much. Maybe yeah. I'm getting sucked in by it, but like I have <laughs> Lucas Glover and like Chris Wood and Lucas Glover. Maybe I'll just go play that as a parlay and bet a whole bunch of money on it. Cause I don't think those guys make the cut
1: chris wood i didn't even know he was playing neither did i did. he's
0: missed i i wrote him up uh in my golf digest call as was a head-to-head it was a head-to-head him versus like someone good and i was like and this guy i think it was like otagi or something like that no someone better than otagi anyway it was like minus 130 to bet against chris wood who since last november has played 12 tournaments missed 10 cuts dq'd once and hasn't come better than 57th in any tournament
1: what Hey, what uh the ranking what uh world ranking how to see how did he qualify for this tournament
0: I don't, maybe he played a, he may have played a sectional and got himself yeah in.
1: okay then yeah just fade fade wood and woods
0: yeah well it, we'll see it kind of sucks chris wood actually has a really good open track record that that yeah. it's, it's like the bread and Gray situation like you look at their performances at this tournament year after year after year it's like ah they're always kind of good but like they're piss poor coming in so i'm gonna go with that a little bit no morikawa yep. no wolf no hoveland sucks any love for doc redmond who's down at six too i mean his name is not chan kim so i don't care
1: <laughs> yeah no love for him either sorry
0: uh, does evr see the weekend i certainly hope so uh Luke, a lot of lucas glover this guy has asked the same lucas glover question three times in a row you're banned for life pal fuck off clogging up the chat for people with real Get questions out. darren clark to make the cut in his home country i mean i don't know why we would care about that
1: no, no, he's hitting the ceremonial first uh, first tee. But sorry, yeah, and, good
0: story. And, but. and you know what? He might have the ceremonial first drink after the cut line <laughs> too at the bar next to the club.
1: Best uh, hair, though. Best, like, hair-slash-beard combo, I think, on the Euro Tour so.
0: Yeah, but no. Listen, Darren Clark on the Fox US Open broadcast, at least in years past, has been, like, the best analyst going. Just get the guy on TV. Don't He doesn't yep. need to play in these anymore. Did did Chan Kim make your core? And what is his ownership? His ownership is going to be, like, 0.1%. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, he did end up making my core. In my, like, overall, I played 21 lineups in the Millie. I believe he's on two or three of them. So Chan Kim, let's do this. I
1: really I really hope I'm not playing Chan Kim, but I really hope he makes some waves this weekend for you. Cause that that would be will that be on the same like plane as a like, Kodairo call?
0: Well, I mean if I win all the money, sure. Oh yeah. Like if Chan Kim wins the British out, watch Chan Kim win. <laughs> and I don't have a six of six with him. I might like you might never see me again.
1: <laughs> well, it's nice knowing you if that's the case.
0: But if he comes inside the top twenty, it, it pays for the yeah. week uh well actually more than True. pace for the week he's like 16 to 1 so yeah. I-, I hope he comes inside the top 20 that would be great leishman Pepperl or usti and reed i like leishman and Pepperl with those two yeah oh uh i'll go usti and reed uh 7, and under sung jm i don't know if that's a fucking question john or like what your fucking deal is but fuck off with this stuff ask a real question Speeth completely fade i did not completely fade speeth. i used some spieth because i'm a sucker
1: uh. I was going to say, that's a sucker move right there. I'm I'm completely out of speed. I mean, look, this is his best major. I think Augusta, I think a lot of us think it's Augusta, but I think he's, what, second since 2014 on Fantasy National and strokes game total, only to Rory. I mean, he loves his tournament, so I see it, but that's ah, just the current form. The formal season really is not there for me, so out.
0: Decky or Stenson? I'm taking Stenson. Yeah, Stenson. Okay, Cantlay or Bryson? I'll take Bryson. Yeah, I'll take Bryson too. Yeah, this this fate of Cantley is really going to come back to haunt me. I can feel it right now. (laughs) Uh, Painful to ask, but is Spieth worth an ownership flyer in a GPP like the Million Maker? I do think he actually is. That's why I ended up playing him. Like, right now I got Spieth coming in at 6% ownership. Like, two lineups out of 20 is, is more than enough for Jordan Spieth, to be perfectly honest with you.
1: Yeah, and the price tag, that's – I mean, again, we'll look at that and say it's really expensive for Spieth. But like you're mentioning, it's a great price tag for the ownership because everyone's going to be in my camp. I'm sort of swimming with the masses here that you're just going to fade in because of his current form. But at 8,900, like you mentioned, 5 6% ownership is going to be great. It is, like I mentioned earlier, it is second best or maybe best major uh, that he plays at.
0: Uh, Stenson and Kucher too chalky to use in the same lineup. Uh, I don't think so, but it depends on what you do with the rest of that lineup, obviously. Like, you need to find a spot to save some ownership. I think that Tambo really put it best when I wasn't yelling at him on yesterday's show that it's not really about... Ownership on any one individual player, it's about the aggregate ownership of any one lineup. Like if you can keep your aggregate ownership to around like 70, 65 to 80 percent, you should be good. you, know, you leave like 100 or 200 bucks on the table, and then all of a sudden, you're probably going to be unique even with chalky guys in your lineup. Like there's so many different combinations that I wouldn't worry about that too much. At least I'm trying not to worry about that too much because I feel like it's been very detrimental to my picks. <laughs> yeah, I
1: think, you know, it's, it's it's been a running theme throughout all of our shows this season and just even last year is that shrinking your or short, not shortening, but condensing your core. There's the word I was looking for is really the the play here because, look, you're going to you're going to absolutely miss. You're going to absolutely miss in some of these calls because, like you mentioned, the Stenson's, these guys look at the beginning of the season. Stenson missed three cuts in a row on the European tour. So, you know, these guys have that in them. But at the same time, when you hit and you have 70% stents in in like 50 lineups, 60 lineups, however much you're doing, that's going to pay out for maybe six to eight months, whatever that number is of how much you're playing, whatever the frequency of what you're playing at. So like you mentioned, it's an aggregate. Be different somewhere else. Those cores, top, you know, have a stance on them, and then scatter shot it down below. That's that's what I do. Yeah,
0: and, every, this, uh, every and this question kind of goes to it. This is from Boban. How many chalk players is too much? Had eighty percent alliance with Cooch, Scott, Stenson, and Cantley, Then saw the fantasy national ownership projections. Now it looks like too much. Can low owned fifth and sixth guys make it okay? I do think that can be the case because especially at a major and in the million maker in a field of 156 players that you're going to be able to get guys that are like 2% owned and 4% owned. So it's not that big of a deal. You just need those guys to come through with you along with the other ones. And if you end up playing 80% of lineups with those guys in them or like a Like let's say you have 50%, 50%, 60%, 60%, whatever it might be in different combinations of those four guys. You're still massively overweight to the field. That's the best way to play the chalk if you're going to do it. Like you don't really want to have, hey, I'm playing 10 lineups. I'm using one can't lay lineup. Like that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. If you're going to do it, you play five or you play zero. That would be my best advice for it. Then you find out the guys to fill out the back end of it. Uh, Rory narrative so strong that he is thought of as two chalk and comes in with low ownership. I don't think so. I think that Rory no. is going to be the highest owned guy above 10k by quite a bit.
1: Yeah, same here.
0: All right. Uh, Webb versus Patrick Reed. Who do you prefer? I'm playing neither, but I prefer Patrick Reed.
1: Well, between those two, I like Webb. Okay. Are you
0: using any Webb?
1: I am. Yeah, I like Webb this week. I think when you got short game and some other the harder type course narrative, I think Webb is. I think those two guys I really like in terms of the hard course narrative or the windy conditions, but. Uh, Web would be uh, in about, I'd say about 10% of my lineups, 15%.
0: Okay. Uh, how about Andrew Putnam? I, I like actually the way that Andrew Putnam played. Uh, last week at the Scottish Open. Played really well at the U.S. Open, too. Wrote a hot putter. Played well the next week. I don't mind him. He didn't make my cut, like I said. Uh, I really tried to condense down there and really go low in the 6K if I was going to do it. So Jazz is the same price. I prefer Jazz. Uh, Putnam's ownership is actually, you know, I don't want to say hefty because it's not, but compared to the rest of the 6K guys, who are all like 0.5 and 1%. Putnam's coming in at 5%. The other guys that are like higher owned from down there, Palmer and Glover. Palmer, I mean, Glover's carrying like 7% ownership. I find that shocking.
1: Yeah, I, I just don't. Yeah, it was not on my radar from the start, or even now. But if you look at Putnam, I mean, he is riding a hot putter man too. He he is really putting it very very nicely. Brought that over um, last week or the week before, and his around the green game is a little scary. Um, he's not losing a ton, but he's not gaining any. But that putter, if he can ride that putter, we kind of see it with Sam Burns that when you when you're putting this well. It can, it can mask a lot of the other stuff. We talk about ball strikers not putting well who can have a, a sort of an equal putting week. But I like Putnam in that sense. He's not going to be on my radar, but if you want to play him, ride that hot potter.
0: Uh, Tom M. talks about weather and tee stacking. If you want to hear about that, just rewind all the way to the beginning of the episode. That's when we covered the weather, the tee draws, and the best way to play those. And for, to sum it up very quickly, it, it is it's going to be day by day with this stuff. Like I wouldn't try to project out what. Friday weather is going to look like because that can turn on a dime. You wait to put in your lineups until like midnight tonight, see how the early wave is going to play out for Thursday. And just if there's one big discrepancy, like there's no wind in the morning and it looks like there's a ton of wind in the afternoon, just focus a lot on those early wave players or do the opposite, trying to project too far into the future. I've just watched the weather change every 20 minutes here, uh, trying to update it all week long. So it's really tough to go with from that perspective. Day by day, head to heads, showdown contest first round leaders in Thursday is really all you can look at at this moment uh Reeve or Palmer for a GPP I think we both like Revy don't we
1: yeah yeah absolutely and like I said, Palmer is some looks but between the two it's gonna be Revy
0: any love for nasty Nate Lashley or Andrew the beef Johnston I have no love for either of them I mean I like them both but I'm not playing them
1: Beef actually has a decent uh, per stroke, uh, like per round stroke average at the Open. I think the minimum eight rounds when I was looking at these stats, but I think he sees like top 10 or top 12 at the Open. It was a great story. He's been playing like absolute garbage, and then he qualifies from last week. So that's kind of cool. I like I like Beef. I think he, he's probably going to make it. I haven't started on Fantasy National, but he's probably going to be a last cut of mine. If you want to play him,
0: I don't mind it uh let's see thomas peters mike lorenzo vera please talk about this guy's ownership i mean i'm not playing thomas peters i don't even know what his ownership is i assume most people are sensible and not playing him but four percent for thomas peters and lorenzo vera 4.5 percent and i prefer mike lorenzo vera uh kepka has gained an average of 14.1625 strokes on the field in majors but only 6.25 strokes at the open is this stat enough to push you away no it's not
1: no it's not either it's yeah. brooks
0: yeah okay, come on now I, i'm not falling for this don't play brooks trap anymore any love for adam <laughs> hadwin this week a top 10 bet yeah, light your money on fire i mean i do it every week it's fun to do so you go for it if you want to not for me
1: no no adam hadwin
0: Poulter or fleetwood fleetwood
1: yeah or even as like Poulter's what and like the seven yeah he's 77 no it's gonna be fleetwood
0: yeah just take the guy whose odds are three times better you know what i mean Yeah. Like okay, with the higher win percentage. Uh, playing Evil Kuchar or Too High Owned? I'm playing Evil Kuchar.
1: Yeah, is playing really well. Probably the best uh, uh, season of his career. Really like Kuchar this week. Ownership doesn't matter. Play him.
0: Uh, Matt Wallace or Gary Woodland? I'm playing neither. I am playing Louie.
1: Oh, Gary. Gary actually plays really well in these coastal courses. Can birdie... I would best I'm sorry. I'll take Gary in that spot. All
0: right. I would take Gary over Wallace, though, in this spot between the two. Yeah. But I think Louie's right there. He's the play. And of all the majors, is ownership spread out the most in the British because so many different styles of golfers can compete? Uh, yes and no. It's more spread out towards the top. And there's a precipitous drop-off because I think a lot of people don't know who half these players are uh, because it's the British Open. There's so many international players and European tour players in the field that everyone just kind of collectively who people know from, like, the PGA or even some of these majors before is like 10% to 20%. But just the way that the pricing worked out this week with those five guys all between like eighty-five dollars and $9,000, that everyone's ownership is just going right to that spot. So, And I think that's a product of people don't know a lot of the guys in the low sevens or the upper sixes, and they're just like, screw this, I'm not doing it.
1: Right, exactly. Um, and I think that's where you can get your leverage. Like I mentioned, there's a lot of guys in that 7K range that I don't like, but there are some really good ones. Like you mentioned RCB. Um, and some of these other plays, even Danny Willett, I mean, if the weather gets like shit, Danny Willett is someone that you got to keep your eye on because <laughs> obviously when, it, when he can pay out at Augusta for you and Feinberg there when the weather was bad, when it was a low scoring Augusta, I think that can be uh, a little bit like what potentially we'll see here. Not necessarily the same course or the conditions, but that type of that archetype of player, the Danny Willetts, Kevin Kisners, uh, I think those are guys you should look at as well
0: uh patrick reed's ownership looks like it's gonna come in around 11 percent lp says sorry i joined late but smash the like button thank you lp everyone should smash the like button any thoughts on chris wood oh we went over chris wood he's trash don't play chris wood bet against chris wood uh rory and Grio or scott and hideki i'd go with hmm scott and hideki i think i do like that rory griot combo though
1: yeah, I, mean, I don't know why I first thought of Sabatini and Griot. I was like, no, it's definitely going to be the other one. Um, I like I like that Roy-Griot. I think that's a nice little lever spot that you're going to go down there with Grio.
0: Any interest in burn rat? Nope. No, zero. Okay. Uh, let's go to the Facebook chat again. Jump back over there and see what's happening. Cantlay or Kucher? I like Kuchar.
1: Uh Kucher for me as well.
0: Uh, th- what are your thoughts on Sabatini this week? No, I already answered that one. Um... T- t- Thursday p.m., Friday a.m. is favored split. Currently, agree. While well, we went over the weather, and that is not what we concluded, so thanks for not listening, asshole. <laughs> uh, still feeling Leishman leashman in RCB if the weather is benign? Yeah, I think that they're good enough players to come through, but the is not – we're not going to get four days of great weather. It's just not going to happen. No. Poulter or Lowry?
1: Neither. Ooh, between the two, Poulter, but, yeah, given the choice, none.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm starting to think Jimmy Walker is getting it going. I'll take oh. a hard, hard pass on that.
1: Yeah, talk about trying to keep it in the fairway. Walker is not your guy, so, yeah, don't play Walker.
0: Uh, thoughts on Willett and Norrin? I, I bet Willett, and I use Willett, and I have nothing to do with Norrin, so I like Willett.
1: Uh, Norrin, he was one guy that I looked at a little bit. Um, he's playing, I don't know what it is. I hope he comes out and he says, like, I was injured or I had, like, case of the disease over the last 12 months because talk about someone who was in the top 10 and just a precipitous downfall. I don't even know where he's ranked now. His around the green game is fantastic. If you just look at the rolling report of Fantasy National, it's fantastic. But that's all he's got is the around the green game. Everything else is complete garbage. So, like I said earlier, I like Willett. Norn, maybe, but that's not for me.
0: Thoughts on Woodland? Haven't heard much about him. I think you kind of hit on it. You, are you actually going to use Gary Woodland or do you just prefer him in that head-to-head?
1: I prefer him in that head-to-head.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, think, I think he's interesting.
1: Yeah, because especially with like past winners, especially like Gary Woodland, who wins and then goes like away for six to eight weeks, and we don't see him, he misses cuts at like the Rocket Mortgage, which is understandable. But I think he's when you look at his game, especially at this type of course, I think it sets up nicely. I think he hit that three wood, keep it in the fairway, keep it in the short stuff, and he he still has a modicum of that putting success that he had at Pebble. I think he can he can contend here and he can get in that top ten.
0: Uh, thoughts? uh, Same one. Neiman or Fertelli? I'd go Fertelli, but I'm not gonna play either one of those guys. Neiman, but yeah. Xander or Cantley? I'd play Xander. Xander. Thoughts on Shane Lowry? Don't like him. (laughs) Yeah, no. Matthew Fitzpatrick, a play? What are you new or something? Matthew Fitzpatrick can fucking take a (laughs) hike. Play him and just lose all your money.
1: Guy who should play well at like tournaments, he should play well, doesn't um yeah no fitzpatrick
0: this guy says who are the best players in bad weather i like phil mickelson well it just shows you know nothing about people who play good in bad weather because phil is not one of those people
1: (laughs) phil is the opposite of those people yeah exactly
0: i would say that like baseline versus performance in bad conditions dj is probably the best player
1: yeah if you just if you sort by windy like i said windy conditions uh, a guy dj like ranks at number one in all like main key metric and shows game. Uh, he's going to be my heaviest, heaviest, heaviest owned guy um, from the top there. I just think he's in a perfect leverage spot at under what, 15%. So it's, it's a fantastic play for a uh, uh, ownership play for me there.
0: Uh, DJ decky or DJ JT, which is the better start. I like DJ JT better. Cause I like JT more than I like a decky.
1: I'll go DJ a decky there.
0: Okay. Oh, you don't like JT. How dare you? <laughs> Uh, what do you think is the more relevant stat to look at this week? Strokes gained off the tee or scrambling? Scrambling is never a stat you should look at, so off the tee. <laughs>
1: yeah, don't look at the scrambling. Uh, yeah, off the tee. I mean, if you want to go even further down, I think fairways gain, or total driving, if you want to. Uh, that's fairways gained and uh, driving distance.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not the scrambling. Scrambling is more of a what happened stat, not a predictive stat is the reason that you don't look at scrambling to figure out how to project out going forward. Like strokes gained around the green, strokes gained putting, proximity from inside 100 yards, that kind of stuff is more telling and consistent on a week-to-week basis because there's no context to scrambling. Like If you put the ball OB off the tee, all of a sudden you're scrambling. Well, you're not going to make that one. I hate to tell you. So (laughs) it's that kind of thing. Thoughts on if Mayo will be the only one using Siwoo? I will not be using Siwoo on DraftKings. I just bet Siwoo to win with the top eight each way uh i don't think many people are going to be using Siwoo here he looks awful recently
1: yeah he's sort of back to his true siwu form which is good for us i mean if there's some tournaments out there before uh the fedex playoff starts um his his numbers are going to be where we like Siwoo, but if you're playing him you're going to be the only one playing him
0: is Jay a fit for this course eh not really
1: yeah, I think he needs some more experience under his belt this course or yeah. this tournament.
0: I currently like him better at Birdie Fest. He did play well at Valispar, which was a tougher track. But it just—it seems like it, no matter where Jay goes, he's either good or bad. Like it doesn't really matter what the course fit is with him. It's whether he decides to show up that we can be good. I, I know that's a very like reductive way of thinking, but just looking at his stats, like some weeks he's losing eight strokes with his irons. The next week, it's like he's gaining five. It's like th- there's no consistency with him.
1: Yeah, I mean par five scoring. So if we think that par five is like the uh, show saying par five is a key metric of ours, he's top ten. But if you look at all the other ones and around the green, he's he's really, really good over the last 24 rounds. But if you look at all the other ones, man, he he's struggling quite a bit. He pops, like you mentioned. He might be you know, like he might be see Light, right? Where he's really good at some of these tournaments and then absolutely shits the bed in some of the other ones. But at that price range, right at that seven thousand, you got Benny Ann there, you have answer who can hit the drive really well some other guys that we like they already mentioned
0: am or pm best i would say rewind at the beginning of the video watch our weather report thoughts on keegan nope uh what metric should i use on fantasy national to make a showdown lineup hey fantasy national is up to you to figure out what to do pal i'm not here to tell you what to do if i knew that i would keep that to myself and i would do it so why are you even asking me for this one but that's the best part about fantasy national you dig around read and you find out what actually matters to you
1: yeah I agree. Concur. All
0: right, back to YouTube for a second. Uh, Actually, probably for the rest of this. Is Furyk a good play? He's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) John John Rahm ownership, I got him around 12 to 14%. A lot of these guys have been off for a month. How much of a chance of rust do you see being an issue? I think it means more to guys like Tiger uh, than it would to someone like Webb Simpson.
1: Yeah, I I think so as well. I mean, these guys are professionals. I I don't think rust really plays the deal because they can get up there they can practice competitive golf different but these guys are the best in the business
0: uh let's see matt well we did that one i'm trying to scroll back up to where we were at here thoughts on eddie Pepperell? i like eddie Pepperell. i'm using a lot of eddie Pepperell. i think that he comes in kind of sneaky here in that range with a lot of good american players but if we're just looking at links we're looking at current form he has two top fives in his past four starts i like eddie Pepperell a lot
1: yeah, he's a fun one, man. Daddy uh, Pepper's is one of my favorite golfers, not just like to to watch, but social media, obviously. But for me, in that price range, like you, like we talked about earlier, it's gonna be Danny Willett. It's gonna be Webb Simpson. Um, uh, Pepper was the last cut of mine, especially because I like Webb a little bit more, especially when we get in these tougher conditions.
0: Uh, what is Usti's ownership going to be? I have him between six and seven percent right now, or six and eight percent. Sorry, that's where I would have him coming in. What percentage of your lineups are weather stacking? I have around twenty percent of my lineups as full micro stack, so five, 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 and five.
1: Yeah, I never like to do weather stacks too much because all the guys that I really like are the PMAM stack um this one is like i said like i mentioned earlier this one's going to be really tough to call so i'm i'm playing it a little bit loose with with the weather stack not really focusing too much early on once we get thursday and friday i'm going to be looking at showdown and definitely playing those weather stacks
0: uh let's see what price would you bet phil outright to win probably like 200 to 1
1: (laughs) he even said he he came out and said earlier this week that he's not going to win he's just here to have a good time basically and do his fireside with the a, a half-naked Zach Johnson
0: yeah that was funny um,
1: <laughs> that was funny that's great um but yeah no he even he doesn't even think he's gonna win he's only drinking coffee and water and he's losing 20 pounds he's not gonna win
0: uh, are people uh, remember when that was the thing with Brooks like oh my god Brooks will never win again he lost weight like all right yeah exactly <laughs> then, then he, he lost gym weight
1: gym. for the body issue yeah yeah stupid
0: uh are people looking to fade Webb since he hasn't played much what's his ownership percentage people are not fading Webb he's coming in as one of the higher owned players around 15 16 percent
1: Yeah. I mean, he's consistent, right? He's going to be, he's one of those cut equity guys. He's consistent. He's going to be highly owned.
0: Uh, Any sites out there that can break down terminology such as strokes gained and T2Green, what do these stats mean? I mean, try PGA.com. (laughs) You can just find <laughs> yeah, that's, I think they
1: break it down specifically what all of those mean. So just go to pJ uh, and then there might be a section there for all that.
0: Yeah, it's under stats. Uh, Tim, what are your thoughts on Matt Wallace? We talked about that pass for us. How hard will Portrush's greens be? Do we need to focus more on skilled putters? Is there a such thing as a skilled putter? We know there are unskilled putters, but is putting a repeatable skill at a moment's notice?
1: Negative. Negative. You look, look at Jason Day. Probably one of the best putters that we've seen currently over the last five years. One year he finishes first on the PGA Tour. The second year he finishes, like, 65th, right? I think that in that that um, interview that you are doing, it's that's what you guys were talking about. I mean, he's one of the best, and it can switch. He can go 60 spots to the worst in, in that category. So, no, no such thing.
0: Thoughts on Charles Owl III? Terrible open history, but great form this year, and I assume less than 1% owned. I'm pretty sure he's not playing.
1: Yeah, he's, he withdrew very early on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah pass
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah pass
0: pick one between evr Furick and griot and wiesberger for that last spot in a single entry let's go with griot how about that
1: oh i thought you were going evr and furic there I was, I was gonna say i think we we're gonna disagree on that but yeah i like the griot one
0: i would actually have furic last of that bunch i am using the most evr but that's only because his ownership percentage is coming in way higher i yeah. think griot is just a nice play
1: he is he's, he's uh, i like Griot a lot this week
0: uh, what do you see for ROM ownership? Already did that one. This guy says, "You ever see them answer your question? Uh, no, and no one will see you answer this question because you're banned for life. Fuck off." Brooks's ownership. I have him at twelve percent ownership coming in right now. Campio or Robert Rock? I would take or a Campio.
1: Yeah, Campio is playing fantastic. If you look at the Euro Tour, he's got some solid finishes. He ranks out top twenty in a lot of these categories on the Euro Tour. So jorge campillo uh,
0: if we're not getting to your questions because we've previously answered it um rose Kucher, or brooks for the one and done at this point just use brooks
1: yeah yeah yeah. if you still have brooks available we've mentioned that already uh
0: who are the five most owned in the project projections we've already went over that uh, do either of you guys know much about Oliver Wilson? I know I took him out of my Euro lineup last week to play Gavin Green instead, and if I hadn't done that, I would have won a ton of money. But uh, <laughs> Wilson made the cut. No, I don't know a ton about him, to tell you the truth.
1: No, me neither. Uh, yeah, I'm not playing Wilson.
0: Louis or Lowry? I'll take a lucky Louis.
1: Uh, pains me to say this because uh, this is Ulrich's boy, but I'll take Louis there.
0: Uh, any love for McDowell? Then he's overpriced.
1: Yeah, there's too much narrative coming through.
0: Cameron Smith, all caps, question mark, question mark. Uh no, pass for me.
1: Is that counseling as a question just because of have the punctuation? I mean like, I, I guess Yeah, so. I guess so. I guess so. No. No Smith.
0: Ah, see, now this is a good note. Chris Wood qualified uh as one of the last three BMW PGA championship winners. That's how we got it.
1: Got it. I didn't know that. Ah it makes sense, actually. Yeah
0: lashley has great scrambling numbers any love for a pga tour winner at 6300 well i've already kind of told you about scrambling uh no pass on <laughs> fantasy national does love nasty nate though so if he i mean people like to believe the stats like to believe the site versus me which they probably should believe the site over me uh they like the numbers like nate lashley a lot i just don't
1: did we run the simulator on the open did nate lashley come in like fourth or fifth uh,
0: he to didn't win this no, he came in like 17th though
1: yeah, I mean, for, for a 6,300 guy, it's pretty good. No no, no, Nathaniel Lashley for me, sorry.
0: Uh, you guys doing any lineups with over 10, two 10K guys? I'm not, because I only played Brooks above 10K.
1: Uh, I might I might look at trying to pair DJ and Rory, but I'm getting that Chan Kim range just a little bit too much. Um, but right now, it's just DJ for
0: me. Only playing 10 lineups. How many players would you put in your player pool? That's up to you, but i try to stick between 10 and 12.
1: Yeah, same here
0: as few as possible usually the best right. jones or thomas i don't know who jones is
1: <laughs> robert trent no oh, uh, I, I don't know who jones is either i'll say thomas
0: yeah i'll take i'll take thomas over joe the mysterious mr jones uh, this guy is just talking about shit so you're banned for life Clogging up the fucking chat. Fuck you. Uh, is Woodland someone you want to get a few shares of if he's lower owned than the 8K guys? I mean, I, I'm i taking Louie in that spot, like I keep saying, but no Woodland for either of us, but I get it. Uh, Bryson, major track record is trash, but he is rounding into form. Okay, that is not a question. What the fuck is wrong with you people? L's or VJ, any love? No.
1: No, 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 no.
0: Any love for the barn rat? No. Okay. No. No. Do you think it's possible to win this week by fading everyone over nine thousand dollars? It's possible, probably not probable.
1: Yeah, no, you might find the winner under there, but the win equity up top is way too way too good to pass up on.
0: Uh, what do you think of the Chan Kim Leishman RBC low costing core? I love it. Could not like that more.
1: <laughs> I was going to say that's right up your alley. Um, yeah, if you like those guys, there's some guys in that that um, the two of the three that I like. Uh, you can re- rewind back and see which two of
0: those three, but yeah, I don't mind it at all. Uh, do you like Willet as a good pivot off of RCB? I don't like pivoting off of RCB. I like just taking RCB. I think that's probably the best move. I, I like a
1: pivot uh, and showdown. If you want to not, not before the tournament, I- I- I'll go RCB.
0: Will you be tweeting any to make the cut and to miss the cut parlays? Yeah. Like two hours ago. Thanks for not fucking checking. <laughs> Nobody talking about Woodland. I first people not talking about woodless and the entire fucking chats about Gary Woodland. So Take that for, yeah. what it, for what it's worth. Uh, thoughts on Xander ownership projection? You can scroll back and find that. Uh, Decky or Kucher, higher ownership? I got Kucher.
1: Yeah, same here. Even with the high, like a higher price than most of the majors that we see, Kucher, he's been playing too well. Uh,
0: this guy is now answering people's questions. No one really cares what you think. You can go join Kevin H.'s chat if you'd like, but no one will because no one gives a fuck about what you think, pal. Uh, really keen on Weisberger. What are your thoughts? I like Weisberger. fine. Um, I used him at 10% of my lineups.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are going to be keen on Weisberger. I, w- I would like to know if he didn't win or get like, like a top five, for instance, last week, then how keen would he be? He's a good player. We see him pop in some of these uh, bigger tournaments, but I'm going to be on Wiesberger.
0: Uh, all right. Let's go to the bottom here. We got like 10 minutes left there we go uh any consideration towards player who putt well on slower greens by all accounts these greens are going to be super fast and they might lose control of them because of the win they might have to slow them down so i wouldn't put any stock uh into that so yeah same here one and done strategy does it make more sense to use rory this week as the favorite or later when he will possibly less own more most people have used rory don't worry about who's used what this is the biggest prize pool you'll have left all year use your best player
1: Yeah, if you have any of those guys, any of the top guys we talked about, just use, like, the salary ranges. Any one of those, use them.
0: Snedeker has been pretty hot and cold this year. Decent record at the Open. Actually, he's been pretty hot and cold at the Open, too. I am using Brant Snedeker this week, so I'll say that.
1: No, Brant Snedeker. I already got, like, a Webb Simpson-type guy in that range. Um, So, none for me.
0: Rose or JT for one and done? I mean, I love JT. Rose is probably the correct answer, though.
1: Yeah, I've I've already used both, but it's going to be Rose for me.
0: Thoughts on How Tong. Thoughts on Sullivan. We've went over those two guys already. Uh, both were a pass for me.
1: I like How Tong. Pass on okay. Sullivan.
0: Uh, RBC or Leishman. RCB or Leishman. RCB for me.
1: Ooh. Uh, I'll go Leishman there.
0: Which Brit will pull an upset? Probably none of them. But Wallace Pepperell or Fitzpatrick. I like Pepperell the best of that bunch.
1: Yep. All Same.
0: Right. Jason Day or Louis. I'll take Jason Day. Ooh, Jason Day. Thoughts on Paul Waring. We've already talked about him uh Snedeker or Stenson I'll take Stenson oh yeah Stenson uh why do I have 80% Lorenza Vera you guys I don't know it's a fucking problem you have to deal with uh, <laughs> come on is leaving $500 on the table too much unspent I do not think so I think that's fine yeah that's fine there was another question about is leaving $2,700 too much to leave on the table the answer is yes probably yeah no one will have so, that yeah. li- no one will have that lineup unfortunately that lineup is probably not going to be very good
1: And you mentioned it earlier, too. We kind of talked about this, I think, a couple weeks ago or a few weeks ago, is that you'll see, I think Gaiman puts out the optimal lineup, and you'll see it, right? You you made some good points. You'll see that some of these guys, uh, these lineups are like 1,000 to 1,500. You got to take that with a grain of salt um, just because when you're doing these lineups, it's going to be really tough. I would say out of the majors, it's easier because of the price. The prices are so soft. But uh, the most I'm ever leaving off at any tournament is about
0: five to 600. Uh, Let's see. Abraham Answer ownership. Lucas Beauregard ownership. I have Answer coming in around 3%. I have Beauregard less than 1%. If that's someone that you want to go to, Rose Xander Cantley and one and done. I'll take Rose. Rose Xander Cantley. Yeah.
1: In that order, too, for me.
0: No one is playing Answer Boss. Stop it. Uh, Okay, that is not a question. That means you're fucking banned for life. Get the fuck out of my face. Aaron Wise. Uh, I don't like Aaron Wise, but if you do want to correlate a team of like all players that are just really good off the tee, he and Answer would actually be two good, cheap guys to put into that lineup.
1: Yeah, and then I mean, Wise too can score birdies. So if the weather doesn't, you know, change for the worse, I don't mind that. We saw him pop at a hard tournament, the US Open. But this is a different beast. I'd like guys that have a little bit more experience. Um, if they're not like if the Euro guys that I talked about, they they don't, but they have experience on links courses. Why's I want to see more of this solid golf out of them?
0: Scott or Spieth, I'll take Scott. Yeah, Scott. Okay. Horschel top ten DK points? No. No. Zach Johnson or Weisberger? Weisberger
1: yeah weisberger
0: andrea Pavon, love yes i actually do i have him as first round yeah. i have him as one of my first round leader plays and you can find my entire cheat sheet on facebook on twitter on instagram and you can find the link in the comment section of this video Day is 32 to one to be first round leader any love i don't play any first round leaders that are below 100 to one so that's just not a part of my not a part of my brand not a part of my first round leader strategy would you play jason day as first round leader
1: I, I've played some of the shorter guys. Um, I just, like you mentioned, I don't like it that much. Uh really pay out that well, so I won't.
0: I like this. What do you think Kuchar first round later due to the later start for him? Weather might be better then, although it does look like the weather is going to be better in the morning. This is why the weather is so tough because people are looking at different places, different things, and apparently it's telling you different information. So it's a lot of just noise right now, people. Any co-crack love? No. Heard nothing about Russell Knox so far. What do you think? I'm going to continue to play the trend of not talking about Russell Knox
1: yeah no for me as well
0: okay if putting in five or so lineups in the millionaire maker would you go balance with all approaches or stars and scrubs i'd probably go stars and scrubs that's way more fun
1: yeah especially in the milli you got to differentiate yourself you, i mean it's a lottery ticket right it's just it's, you got you gotta get some of these guys that are gonna uh, hit the mark so stars and scrubs for me as well
0: um are you fading anyone purely due to high ownership projections not really like i talked myself into Brooks over Rory and I talked myself into like Stenson and JT over Cantlay. I'm not avoiding them because they're at high ownership. I'm avoiding them because I like the other guys around them better.
1: The only place I'm fading high ownership is in like below the 7k. Uh, That's just a rule of mine that I always do as well.
0: Uh, Ownership on Zach Johnson. I have around four to 5% coming in very, very low. Are you betting a top Canadian? Yes, I did. You can check out the cheat sheet or me saying it at the beginning of the show. Would you go to the gym if they didn't have 100-pound dumbbells? Yeah, of course I would. Think I'm <laughs> curling 100 pounds? Please. I, I'm, I'm working my fives and my tens out there. I'm not, I like I'm not, how you went – go ahead. No, I, I, I'm not you. I mean, I've worked out with you before. You're out there. You're curling like a 100s.
1: No, I was going to say, I like how you went straight to the curl exercise when you're talking about 100 pounds. Just that that's what you do with, like, dumbbells, which is true. I don't think – I don't see anyone – but no, of course, of course, you're going to a gym without 100 pound dumbbells I and mean, most I've ever curled is probably like 40
0: yeah for is tough. like if you're going for like a max like five like sets of five like two sets of like max lift five you get up to like 45 get up to 50 but if i'm doing if i'm doing dumbbells it's only for like presses if i'm doing bench it'll actually be on a bench i unless i'm doing like an incline or the ones like in between but then i want smaller weights for that because it's harder to control my forearms it's bad news now i don't need 100 pound dumbbells is what i'm getting
1: at yeah don't don't sell yourself short there are some pictures out there where you were at the the 3m or whatever tournament that was in minnesota you're looking good pat don't don't try and sell yourself short here come
0: well when he i don't have time to do cardio anymore so i can just do the weights i can pop in and out for like 30 minutes i don't need to go for an hour run i'm getting beefy reed what what can i tell you (laughs) i'm not like you who's going to the gym at like lunch every single day with emerson
1: oh god don't even don't even bring that up with about emerson in the gym that's all the guy does man it's just shred weights
0: yeah well you know you can tell the guy looks shredded (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah
0: uh a prediction on on what tim gets the most triggered by this weekend i don't know i really hope for some reason they don't do like the they have to like split the T times he'll lose his fucking mind it'll be awesome <laughs> uh favorite 7k or less player on dk we have went over that uh molinari or leishman in a gpp i love leishman but like molinari is better than leishman is he's also two yeah. thousand dollars more expensive so if you can afford it take francesco molinari
1: yeah Exactly,
0: Redmond in his play at his price. Uh, yeah, sure, why not? I'm not using him, but you know, other people seem to like him enough. Uh, Cabrera, Bayo ownership. I'm curious about this too. Twelve percent right now for Rafa cabrera Top three cash plays? Uh, don't play cash. There's the top play. Pat, uh, with the silver weights and matching wrist and headbands. Exactly, yeah. I work out like an 80s aerobics video. That's what <laughs> uh, thoughts, yeah. thoughts on Putnam? We went over that. Thoughts on Fina? We went over that. I think we basically hit everything here, Reed, to tell you the truth. There we go. And I Very know, nice. I know you got to go do fantasy football stuff. I actually released a show with DJ Jazzy Jeff Radcliffe Earlier today, right? Jeff Radcliffe from Pro Football Focus, one of like the top minds in football. So I suggest everyone go check that out. It's a pretty good show. It's up on the Pat Mayo Experience YouTube feed right now. It's on the Pat Mayo Experience audio feed. And uh it hey, if you people are still watching out here, I mean you enjoy the show or you like hearing me yell at people, one of the two. I mean, wh- whatever way it is, or or bad workout tips with Pat and Reed, who guys who aren't in great shape. But uh <laughs> If you go and re-download the podcast this week, that would be a huge favor to me. I want to see if we can make the show that I did with Jeff earlier this week is trending to be the most downloaded non-football podcast I've ever had, which means close to 150,000 people have downloaded and listened to the audio podcast version. So if we can like juice the numbers up there a bit, I'd like to have the most downloaded one I've ever had for golf. That would be fantastic. So if you guys can do me a favor on that and... Be nice. Oh, we got a few more questions here. Lorenzo Vera or Strelman? Lorenzo Vera. Yeah, same. Uh, Poulter or Leishman? I'll go Leishman.
1: Ooh, yeah, Leishman.
0: Jazz to make the top twenty. Well, I bet that, and I bet him to win, so he's probably going to miss the cut. <laughs> Any love for Justin Harding? No, thank you. Nope. Poulter and Putnam in the same lineup. Bad. I would say <laughs> sad, but yeah, bad. <laughs> bad works too.
1: Yeah. No. No. Thank you
0: uh fight to the death with the tour junkies which fantasy analyst is your sidekick I mean, I probably just take Reed at this point. I mean, no.
1: There we go. But I mean, I mean Feinberg. And, uh, Feinberg's but, got some heat. If I, you talk I, about I, there's yeah. no
0: there's no way in a fight I'm taking Feinberg with me. Listen, I <laughs> I, I mean I love Dave David. And I love Pat, but I think I can handle those both
1: guys. Well, um, although they're, we're f- a they're camp, f-
0: though. I think they're from like Alabama or something. So they probably have like or Georgia. They probably have guns. They're Augusta. Yeah. I'm Canadian. I don't have guns, so that would really work against me. I've I've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. I know how that discrepancy goes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Poulter to make the top 10. Don't think so. Abraham, answer thoughts. Should have tuned in earlier, pal. uh Answer or EVR? EVR. EVR. Thoughts on Keith Mitchell? Pass. revier Zach yeah, Johnson? Pass. pass. Yeah, nope. Uh, JD, Rafa Cabrea, Bayo, and Cantley Solid Core? That's fine. Yeah. Uh, I think that's fine. Where is the fat, cute guy that likes the Chargers? You mean Jeff? Oh,
1: oh, oh. Looks like I'm an exiled.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you looking like Jason Day slash Ricky Fowler doesn't do it. They, they just want Feinberg. More <laughs> Feinberg. He's
1: got better hair than everyone. So, come on.
0: Kang? I, I took him as first round leader. So, I hope that works out. Uh, yeah. But anyway, that'll do it on the Pat experience. Reed, are you going to be updating your site?
1: Yes, I will be. Uh, I just wanted to see a little bit more on the weather draw, but that should be out later today. Um, uh, just follow me on Twitter, Reed T. Fowler. All the links to videos, everything uh, is going to be there. Throughout football season, you know, Pat's been doing it. It's obviously gearing up. We're getting close. I believe rookies, they had to report the train camp either today or later this week, so all that stuff on DK Live. But read T. Fowler everywhere.
0: All right. Wallace or Leishman? I'll go Leishman. Scott or Shifley? I'll go Adam Scott. JT or Bryson? I'll go JT. Those were the last ones in the queue there. I'm Pat Mayo. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and the Facebooks at the PME. You can find my betting cheat sheet on all of those platforms and in the comment section of this video. If you just want to give it a quick click, boom, go download those extra podcasts. Like I mentioned, if you want to get to a draw for $20 DK dollars, I gave away $1,000 on this show. So congratulations again to all those winners and bleh who won the annual membership to FantasyNational.com? But for next Monday, when we recap this show and look forward to the WGC, if you smash the like button, leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section, give me your favorite play above 50 to one to win. Boom. You're in the draw five-star review on iTunes, DK handle, something nice about the show. Boom. You're in the draw. Follow me on Insta at the PME. Like one of the golf photos, leave your DraftKings handle under it. Boom. You're in the draw that easy. Good luck at the British open. Someone. Who's not me? I mean, preferably me, but someone out there, you or Reed or whoever, someone go win a million, million dollars, and maybe Jeff will keep up his hot streak with the bets too. It'd be very nice. Maybe JT can just win and we'll all win, and that would be fantastic, but we'll see how this goes. You can just hear me bitching and moaning about how I lost all my money again on Monday, but hey, one of you could win those $20 for the DK draws, all right? I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. Experience.
1: Experience.